You are listening to the Confidence Mindset Project Podcast. What if you could learn to have your own back, manage the craziness that goes on in your mind, and know that you can face and do anything you put your mind to? I am here to show you how to do just that. I am Angelo Powell, your host. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hi there. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you guys? How is your 2021 shaping up so far? Mine is freaking awesome. It's been fabulous. I love it. I am dealing with the snow on our roof. I so this is a new thing for not really new. It's it's a rare occasion for East Texas to get snow and as much snow as we got. I think we got like six inches. Um, at least in my area. And now it's starting to melt and it's making sounds on my roof. And it's kind of disconcerting to be able to hear. So if you hear that, um, just ignore it and we will go ahead and have fun today. I want to end up talking to you guys about language and the power of language and how we speak things out into the world and how we have that reinforce our thoughts as well as the language that we think about in ourselves, right? So the self-talk. So the power of language, have you ever noticed while you're speaking or telling a story to somebody that you, you might get worked up by just telling the story? It's been passed. Things have things have happened. You're retelling something, and your body gets tight, and you start talking faster, and you might start even getting a, a little anxious or agitated inside. Or you might be telling a story, and it's you feel sad and defeated all of a sudden as you're speaking. That it's amazing the power of the words that you use. And when I have this um, friend of mine. She ends up she ends up telling stories, but because I'm used to understanding the power of language and the power of you know what we speak out into the world, and then it gets resonated back into us. I listen to her, and she wraps up negativity in this pretty little bow. So she'll be smiling, and she'll be making those you know little wisecracks or snarky remarks in her stories that she tells, but it's, if you actually take it out, it's all negative. It's all negative. Um, you know, it's like those, uh, comedians, they are, all they're doing is bitching and complaining, but you can resonate with it and you laugh at it because you understand it. But the thing is, is that when you're constantly listening to negativity, it reinforces that negative thought are those negative feelings that you that you may have that aren't serving you. The same thing with whenever you're speaking out information and you're you're telling your story, it feels very very differently when you're saying, "Uh, I'm not a morning person." And it's just so hard for me to be able to get up versus I'm learning how to be a morning person and I'm figuring this out how to be able to get up. Do you feel the difference? I mean, I even noticed my voice went a little higher and lighter whenever I said that just because of the thoughts 
behind it or the feeling that it generated. It was a lot lighter. It was a little more open. It left me a little more curious. Whereas the other, it's where you're disconnected, you're closed off, you're defeated at some point um, within that. So do you see how the power of language can really make a difference? So these are some red flags that in our language and in our thought patterns that we have that I want you to be aware of that are holding you back, that can be causing you pain by creating negative feelings that creates and perpetuates the spin out and the self-defeatism and the self-condemnation that we end up having. Guys, I've been there. I've done that. I understand. And sometimes it slips out of my mouth, but the more that you're aware of it, the more that you can catch it a lot quicker and change it. So the words that I want to end up talking to you guys out about are supposed to be, I have to, I need to, should be, and those are, those are the main ones. Let's look at them, right? It's supposed to be this way, or he's supposed to end up doing such and such. I'm talking about like husband or whatever. Um, And then what does that do? You're fighting with reality because that's not what your husband's doing. That's not what the world is. It's not, it's supposed to be by whose standards. I know I, whenever I ended up coming across and coming face to face with this concept and really having to noodle that one around in my brain, it was a hard one to let go, first of all, to be honest. And then because I've had practice at doing that for so long, but also the fact that you have this manual or this playbook about a belief system that supports that of what you think things should be or have to be or, you know, supposed to be. So for an example, in my previous marriage, I thought that we're supposed to be in love all the time, that we would never fight, that he's supposed to love me and never be angry with me. And he's supposed to end up um, agreeing with me. I I was a little messed up whenever I was younger. Um, (laughs) um, That we're supposed to be partners in our parenting and in our relationship. He's supposed to be able to give things to me and not make him be the primary person that he wants to focus on. That was all fighting with reality. And I was miserable, miserable. And then looking into the should be's, right? So the should be's are I should do this or I should be like this or he should be like this or they should do this. We have a lot of that going on in our media right now. We have a lot of that going on in our society right now where we're looking at the other person pointing fingers at them and saying they should be like this. Again, to whose standards? Again, it is based on a manual, an arbitrary manual that you have created based on your beliefs. And I don't know about you, but if you've been out in the world, not everybody believes the same. And I don't think anybody, not everybody should believe the same because it would be super boring. Do we all want to be the same person? Because we have been fighting ourselves to be in a box. Society has told everybody that they should fit into this pretty little box, stuff ourselves in that, and 
we should end up having to be like if you're a, a woman, you need to be quiet and demure and but you could be sexy, but you need to also be pure. A lot of people, even though it's not real being said, there's those expectations or evidence throughout the whole world what the this should be to be implemented and forced on people to fit into some sort of mold. And what the result of that is, is that we have all these dysfunctions that come out of it. There's bulimia, there's any, there's, um, Oh gosh, other eating disorders. Um, there is depression, anxiety, all these other different um, dysfunctions that we continually are, are finding are, and that are run, running rampant in our society these days because we're all being trying to forced into a box that we don't fit into. I realized that I didn't fit into a box early on, but I didn't know how. And I tried so desperately hard to fit into a box that I think that everyone should like me if I fit into this box. So I did everything to deny who I was and not accept anything about me and try to change it to make other people like me. First of all, that can't happen. And if you're one of the unicorns that it does happen, I believe in for either side of that, because you're not being your true self, you are then having anxiety or depression or an inner battle within because you're not being true to yourself. So with that, we are moving forward and we're trying to fit ourselves into this crazy, crazy box. And so let's look at have tos. Whenever you end up telling yourself you have to, what does that feel like for you when you say that? How does that make you feel? How does that, how do you react to that when you end up saying, oh, I have to versus saying I want to? Because I'm going to tell you, we don't have to do anything. The only thing we have to do is die. We don't even have to pay our taxes because if we don't pay our taxes, we eventually just, they'll cart us off to jail. But we didn't have to pay our taxes. It's because we want to pay our taxes so we don't go to jail or have exorbitant fees and all this other stuff. We don't have to do anything. We get to choose. I was spinning out about a year or two years ago with things with my mom. So my mom isn't in the best of health. And um, she ended up moving from my childhood home into the city that I live in now. And in doing that, she made some choices at the old home, you know, my childhood home, that is going to make it extremely hard for us to be able to sell it. Extremely hard. And it was a bridge loan. And all of this happened and she was looking to me to be able to help her with all of this. And I thought that I had to drop everything to be there because m my brother lives in a different state. And so I felt that I was the only one that could do any of that. And so I would talk to her and I would do the research and I would help her and we would have conversations and she would nod her head and agree with me. She has her full capacities in her brain and she would nod her head at me and agree with me. And then a day or two later, she would juke over in a different way and move over and do something complete opposite of that. 
And she did that two or three different times. And I lost my ever loving mind. It actually affected my health because it created such anxiety that at my um, nine to five job, I would be talking to somebody and all of a sudden get insanely dizzy. And I would just have to kind of lean over and play it off until I could regain my body sensibilities again and then continue with my job. I even had to get MRIs and CT scans of my head thinking that there was a tumor in my brain. My, my doctor was super scared for me. Instead, it was my thoughts that was creating all of this, that was creating the anxiety, that was creating all of this because I felt that I had to do something, that I had to, because I was the only one. But But as I ended up talking to my life coach and she says, and she's asking me questions and I'm talking to her. And as I'm talking to her, I'm getting so worked up over, I have to's and I'm, and she's supposed to be's and I should's and I need to's are going out there and I just falling out of my mouth in the story. And she says, okay, wait you do realize that you don't have to do anything. And I said, no, 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 I have to because there's no one else. No, she's a grown woman. She's making her own choices for her life. And I said, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's going to be on the street if, if this happens. And she says, okay, you're now you're over catastrophizing. Take a breath and realize you don't have to do it. You get to choose. What do you want to do? And I said, well, I don't want my mom out on the street. Okay, great. What do you want to do about that? And whenever I ended up really internalizing that and realizing the want to, my body was a little bit lighter. I mean, I still had anxiety over, you know, what could happen and, and all of that. But I realized, oh, okay, well, the next time that I went over there, because I would be so angry and so um, anxiety ridden previously, every time that I would go over there, just because of all the things that were happening and the story that I was telling myself with the have to's and the shoulds and the supposed to be's. After that conversation, I went over there and halfway through doing yard work for my mom and cleaning up for my mom and her house and, and stuff like that, I realized I was light and joyful. I was calm and grounded. My mind was blown whenever I realized that, that my mind was not offering me the shoulds and the have tos and the need tos and the supposed to be's. They just are. And this is what I'm choosing to do. This is what I want to do. It was amazing and so life changing. The aha moment was amazing. I mean, the sky opened up and uh, angels sang, oh, it was fan freaking tastic. And so I want that freedom and that happiness and that quiet inner joy for you. So are you saying to yourself, supposed to's, he's supposed to be like this. I'm supposed to be like this. The world is supposed to be like this. Are you saying have to's, I have to do this. He has to do that. What about need to? Are Do you need to do this? Do you need to do that? Or should you do this? I should be like this. I should act like that. I should do this. Or do you want to? You have the ability and the responsibility for yourself to be able to choose. You get to choose 
how you think and how you end up speaking. The more that you speak out those words, what happens is that it just reinforces because you're hearing the words, then your brain interprets that as see that's evidence of, and it just creates this thought error loop. And then you're spinning out and then it creates more and more anxiety. Even if you don't speak it out, when you're thinking it, it still creates more and more anxiety. So what are you telling yourself? How are you telling yourself? How are you talking to yourself? Change one word in that sentence and it changes the whole feeling and meaning of that sentence and of what you're trying to say and what you're trying to say to yourself or out there. All right, guys, this is all that I have for you today. Join me at AngelaPowellCoaching.com. Go to get started if any of this resonates with you and you want help with this and realize that you want to take back the the power and be able to show up with confidence, I can be able to help you with that and help you walk through your beliefs and what you're making things mean and be able to have mind-blowing impact for yourself and your life and the people around you. Thank you for joining me. And if this resonates with you and you want more, then hit that subscribe button and leave a comment below. I look forward to talking to you real soon. Go forth and be awesome.